most people are always think that what, what what happens if it doesn't work out? I always switch it now. But what happens if it works? Mm. What, happens, what happens if I'm successful? Yeah. What happens if this works out? What happens if everyone gets on board? What happens if my business is out there? What if it works is so, so powerful? What's your sole purpose? It's what you came here to accomplish. It's also who you're meant to become so that you can make an impact by being yourself. We're all here to unlock our potential and create positive change in the world. Everything starts with you. One is not born into their purpose. One steps into their purpose. Were you born to do it? Let's find out together. Hi, welcome to Born to Do It. If you're watching this, you're probably interested in leadership and discovering your purpose. And we've got the perfect guest to help us with that. Welcome to Arn Terry, who is a career matchmaker. It is a pleasure to be invited onto this conversation. So I will do my best. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here to help and talk and give and add value the best way I can. All right. Well, let's dive into it. What makes a career successful based on your experience and you dealing with people that are trying to find a career? Mm -hmm. I guess that, that question has many questions within it. The, the way I find out what success or what makes a career successful for a person, I'll speak to the person and find out more about what they're looking for, what makes them happy. feel like it's your passion. It's bringing in money, so the, the well side. You, you feel like it makes you happy. What makes a career successful is making sure that you enjoy it, making sure that you have a purpose, because I believe most people leave positions because they, they feel lost. And the reason they feel lost is they've forgotten what the purpose is about. They've forgotten why they interviewed in the first place they've forgotten about why that opportunity caught their eye in the first place and that leaves them to feeling lost but rather than they're not lost they just need to redefine what the purpose is when you understand this as a as a career coach advisor you can help with talent retention so then you can speak to candidates say for example if I put someone in, into a business and they come back to me and say I'm, I'm not um, feeling this company anymore I know that you You've got me this position. I've been here for two years now. I'm looking to leave. Then we then we kind of have a conversation about okay, you've took the position for for a reason in the first place. We find that purpose again. If if it's lost, then you know it is what it is. They have to move on. But when we redefine that purpose, then they normally end up staying. So talent um, retention is something that I do uh, quite a lot of, uh, unknown to many companies out there that have put them into the business. They <laughs> they kind of don't understand or maybe don't know the behind the scenes that I'm doing for them to, to help their team uh, that, that I've put into the business. I mean, in some ways, a successful career is one where you want to stay in your path, in your field, in your industry with a company. That means, you know, you're enjoying mm -hmm. what you're doing. But you have to make sure that we put into the big picture that people change. People go through different circumstances. Uh, they experience big life changes as well. The birth of a child, you know, changing where they live. So that might completely shift your thinking and shift mm -hmm. your priorities, shift your values. So. It's not so much that the career is wrong, that the job is wrong, but that things that were unforeseen when one started the journey have 
coming to place now into play. So it's it's more to do with expanding the the mindset and the options. And this is why I think this is the power of a conversation. Yeah, and about, um, about the, the birth of child is is a, is a great topic as well. It happens all the time. That person two three years ago is a different person today because obviously the priorities changed. So you need to understand that and respect that as well. What success meant to them two three years ago is different today. So I guess people's successes change dependent on their environment as well. What I've learned, and we've, we've seen it all over social media and stuff like that, is the majority of people don't leave the business because of wanting more money. It's mainly because of, you know, change of circumstances or not feeling valued or losing their feel for for purpose within the business or not having a title which is very interesting more people are more interested in what other people think of him versus um, having that that big salary yes money is important to them but it seems that money isn't the the whole deciding factor it's more the feeling valued and having that purpose which which is a great thing because it it shows that human connection that that we we do care and we do want to add value and we're not just chasing that salary because I've seen that people are just continue to chase the salary they'll jump from job to job to job they'll they've got the financial reward but they're not going to join all the happiness within the purpose of the the company yeah so I thought about my own answer for this and what you just said people just jump from one job to the next job it's not even the opportunity. They're just chasing more mm-hmm. money. And I think this is one of the things that gets ignored with a successful career is the personal and professional growth, which can only happen if you are a little bit challenged, if you have to overcome mm-hmm. something, because growth means you have to leave your comfort zone. And if you're just chasing money, you're not looking at the job opportunities mm-hmm. as opportunities for growth, but just for maybe financial growth, but it's not personal or professional growth. The second factor that fuels people's purpose or gets them aligned with businesses I think is contributing to positive change when people believe in the work that they're doing whether that's in the um, healthcare industry whether that's in finances doesn't matter you can always make positive change and there's so many brands out there that are committed to making the world a, a better place a healthier place and then the final aspect around making a successful career is I think making meaningful connections within the the workplace because we spend so many hours surrounded by our colleagues and if we are not able to connect with them build with them co-create with them it's almost like why am I doing this why am I in a place in an environment where I cannot connect with the people I cannot align with them in the same vision so sometimes you can believe in the vision of a company but if you cannot bond with the people or if you lose touch with the people you know sometimes staff there are staff changes that kind of change the tone of the conversations as well so that might affect one's satisfaction with their career because people essentially we're here to collaborate mm-hmm. with one another we're not here to supply the economy don't listen to the news kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and indeed i completely agree with that and that's why uh, unfortunately you get people that have accumulated a great sense of wealth um they still feel unhappy and uh, it's just simple they haven't got that human human connection uh, and they haven't got that purpose today's career minefield has a lot of that so the money driven mm-hmm. aspect the money format kind of leads to the burnout leads the stress leads to the anxiety because people need to perform to these targets and 
as we mentioned, sometimes people's circumstances change. So they have to, you know, almost disconnect fully from their personal life in order to be these machines that completely produce every single day they show up and produce 100% results, which is not mm -hmm. possible. It's not achievable. And we forget how to human with one another. We forget how to have human conversations uh, in the pursuit of money. And that kind of leads to the division in the, in the team spirit and the even in the vision. Because if you think about your role as the person that connects executive mm -hmm. roles to that are already established, their job is even more intricate than you know a starter uh, at a company because they need to deal now with maintaining the morale mm -hmm. with the team but also deal with the expectations from financial advisors and shareholders and make sure that the targets that they've committed to give the money to you know pay the people are put in, into place but in the process some of these targets that deliver money might not be aligned with mm -hmm. the vision that's pressure on all levels the people the executive roles and and the shareholders this kind of overtime mindset that we need to be the most successful company. Sometimes that destroys the, the human mm -hmm. psyche. And obviously we have imposter syndrome as well. If somebody's promoted too early, or as you mentioned, when they don't have a title, when they don't feel that sense of recognition, so that's kind of the delayed, slow growth. It, it's all about the balance. But what's one thing that is missing? I know we talk about the minefield here, but I would like to say that I, I feel that what can get rid of most of the, the the challenges here is is play and joy. We are you know playful people, and we do our greatest work when we're playing. And some of the highest paid people in the world play, and they get paid for it. For example, playing an instrument. You know the the best orchestras in the world are playing. You know, you're talking about any game of any sports, they're playing. You're talking about actors, you know, the, it's a script, the, the playing, it, it's a play. It's just obviously on, on big screen nowadays. It's it's a play, it's it's just having the bonding. Yeah, you know, companies do the team bonding once a year or once whenever they can be bothered, but there, there needs to be more play put into to an office environment. People just think because it's corporate, you have to wear your, your restricted suit, your you know your ties uh, your business attire it just makes you feel more restricted yeah the corporate look looks clean and neat but it all comes down to making sure that your team your staff the corporation feel well uh, and that's to do with, with with culture what causes anxiety stress etc etc uh, in, in terms of our mode of thinking or our vibration we're in beta so when we wake up we're in kind of beta mode mm -hmm. so when stress comes anxiety comes um, you go into high beta which basically means that you're going into fight or flight that materializes in your workspaces you can't concentrate you can't retain information you're, you're anxious it's, it's a case of saying, well, how's that working out for you? So you're going to put more stress on, on, on the team. You're going to make them work even more hours. The, the results don't work that way. It's biology mixed with psychology as well. Just having someone that has common sense to think if we're putting unnecessary stress onto our uh, team, they're going to go into high beta, they're going to go into uh, fight or flight mode, they're not going to be able to, to concentrate, they're not going to be able to retain information, we need to kind of shake things up again and get them back into normal beta mode and how can we do this 
its font, its plate. Even if the, the company doesn't feel they're hitting the goals or targets, targets where they need to be, you, you have to have that human-to-human connection with, with the team to get people feeling relaxed and refreshed again rather than anxious uh, to go into work uh, because that's all you're going to get anxiety going through the day and then people then start lying to themselves and lying to others about how they feel and then that creates a uh, toxic environment it's easily rectified but most companies don't want to think, think about you know playing and having fun enjoying the workplace because it's like oh no we're a corporate business we should all be working yeah <laughs> you work but it's, for example, again, bringing it to the sports analogy, you know, football players, they go to work. That when they're playing the game, they're working, but they're playing the game. You have to think about it in that manner. You can be highly productive, but playing at the same time, making fun of what you're doing at the same time. Yeah, this is called the, the state of flow, when you need the perfect state of applying pressure while also enjoying Indeed. what you're doing. So you're, you hit that middle spot where you're able to create and innovate and transform. But what you mentioned about setting the tone in the company as, as a leader, it's a domino effect. If the leader is stressed, he or she, they're going to put more stress on people. It's a domino effect. But if they're able to transmute their own kind of stress into joy and inspiration, they'll be able to inspire mm-hmm. everyone starting from the top. Mm-hmm. I'd say people maybe don't realize the impact they can make as leaders if they were to take accountability to change the mm-hmm. tone because... They feel the pressure on their back, but they don't understand that people are looking up to them for the example. So it's power is in them. The the words that they use, the tone, the energy that they portray um, is going to change the tone of the whole company. Joy, passion, and, and, you know, just that that spark can can shift the tone in seconds um, across all levels and across all industries. So back to you, career matchmaker. How did you end up with that title? I've been doing re- recruitment headhunting for for close to two decades now. It's a title that people have mentioned it to me over the past. Oh, you you know what you do is you find people and put them into other roles and opportunities. So you're pretty much a matchmaker. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different titles that you can explore in the recruitment space, um, and yeah. I think some of them are a little bit more aggressive, I would say. Uh, but yeah. with your there, with yours, there's a little this a hint of. Focusing on the connections, which I think is what we're desperately in need of in today's mm-hmm. economy, because we need to start focusing on the people a little bit more and their individuality. And career matchmaker kind of sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> how did you start it? How did you start your own company, Daniel Ernest? And how has spirituality affected your thinking? Mm-hmm. Did you have that calling uh, from the universe? Or it's interesting that the way that things happen in life which bring you to, to where you are. First job was working in, in McDonald's, uh, you know, as I was in just finishing high school. But then first job was selling sandwiches in school to get some money. <laughs> so, so selling sandwiches in, in high school was, I, I now understand and believe was my first career. And it helped me with communication, helped me with sales, helped me with supply. It's quite funny the way when I think back at those times where I had my supply chain, which was my mum. She was the one that was 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 buying the, the bread. She was buying the, the information, buying the, uh, the butter, et cetera, et cetera. And then I had my customers, which are my friends in school. Uh, and then I had my competition, which were my other friends who, who saw me doing the same thing and lowered the price. 
And then I lost my customers, but I made sure I kept the price the same. And the reason why I kept the price the same is I knew my product was better because I shopped at a, a decent supermarket versus they were shopping at a, a very low budget supermarket when they started trying their this other person's sandwiches. There was like, oh my gosh, these sandwiches are terrible. Going to go back to one. They appreciated me more because of what I did and they got more customers and they put my prices up as well. And then it's, it's interesting the way that leads it, you know, fast forward it, you know, 25, 30, 30 years later in, in business, understanding that, understanding the market, understanding price, understanding promoting yourself and then understanding being honest with, with people because I had the school phone up my mum and saying, do you know your son's selling sandwiches in school? And mum said, yeah, I, I buy the bread. He makes it all. And I was like, oh, right, uh, okay. I'm his agent. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's understanding not lying, not lying to, to where you, you, you're getting um, your products from because if there's a break in communication, your establishment, your business can come crumbling down. Um, so that kind of instilled my core values into what I'm doing now from the mid-90s now to 2023. Uh, Daniel Ernest is, is my middle name. Um, so I'll just use my, my middle name. Uh, for the business, uh, I was always said to my parents that uh, if I do incorporate a business, I'll use the name Ernest because Ernest is like a family uh, tradition to pass it down to your son. I didn't put it into my son's middle name. So kind of my excuse was, right, okay, if if I do uh, birth a business, then I'll put that I'll put Ernest into it. So I was thinking I can't just call my business Ernest. I was just using both middle names, Daniel Ernest. So so that that's how it came. And it was it was natural progression because uh, again, very long story short, when you're working for other people and you can see how you can do things differently and work more on how can we both win uh, and having more of a kind of way of doing business and you want to incorporate that into another company, you can and it's unfair for you to try and put your core values into another business because they have their different agenda, their different goals. So it was obvious if I want to do something, I had to start myself. 100%, yeah. And that's ties very well with your needs over mm. chart. You're helping people explore their roots, their subconscious mind, which is a perfect way to help them find the perfect mm -hmm. career because they start, ask, they, they start asking questions that go beyond what's the salary and what's the yeah. title, but how does this fit yeah. in my life? And then the second aspect of your existing identity is creativity. So you're inviting others to use their right brain to follow the passion. So if you think about the brain with the left and right, left is the very logical, it's the very practical. The right side is the one that wants to be a little bit more spontaneous, wants to add a little bit more joy and play into the everyday. So the way that you approach approaching other people is through guiding them gently to the subconscious mind and to also discover what makes them excited about life, discover their passion. If you wanted to showcase your individuality you had to do it your way you had to start your own um, company um, and then that is kind of the sole purpose that is you aligning with who you're meant to embody so you're already in alignment with that it's it's really really interesting because again going back to your question i think you asked about how do they enter spirituality etc um i was uh, a skeptic 
And sometimes I believe that's the best way to be is you're skeptical, but you obviously ask questions. And I'm always a, a question based person of, okay, well, no, I, I don't believe or feel uh, that is right or that, you know, that could be nonsense, but let me look into it. Let me form my own Exactly, opinion. exactly. So to answer your question, when the game starts, probably about 10 years ago, I, I was a person where I would um, make fun of my sister when she would just say, oh, I'm just going to go and just meditate for a bit. <laughs> I would just like do my breathing, you know, excessive breathing, taking, taking the mic out of her and yeah. making fun. And then I kind of looked into it a bit more and then thought, oh, you know, breathing, meditation, it's brought me into like you said, more more alignment, more observing um, of of what's going on around me and just seeing interesting signs to to help me with, with my business. I think that's the best thing to approach mm-hmm. life. If something is giving you value to your own life, if you can apply the knowledge, it doesn't matter what industry mm-hmm. it comes from. It doesn't matter if you learn it from quantum physics or you learn it from biology or you learn it from a yeah. financial book. If you can apply something from what you've just experienced to your own life and change it for the better. Maybe you try the breathing techniques and they don't work yeah. for you, but then you try running and actually running yeah. helps you calm down your mind or you know get into that mood. But spirituality holds a lot of information if you were to invest the time, as most mm-hmm. things, you know, they require your participation. There's no shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Um, in order for you to accomplish what you're here to accomplish and advance that database of information known as your consciousness, you need to embody that leader that stands firmly rooted on the earthly plane while showing people a path they can follow a little bit like that brick road, you're just adding yeah. the bricks. You can see the bricks, you can see the ingredients, how to make those bricks and you're kind of leading people. Literally forward. visualizing it now as you're saying it. <laughs> Capricorn is the most solid, most grounded sign. And Capricorns are very hardworking as well. They don't waste the time. They can see an opportunity and they start implementing it. And your um, Sandwich business early in the day is an example of that. You saw the opportunity and you took the ingredients and you gave something in the physical world. It wasn't just ideas exchange. You had something Mm -hmm. practical to give to people. You already know the information. Show them the way. (laughs) Give them the sandwich. They don't know what they want. (laughs) Indeed. Love it. Love it. Your consciousness already knows how to lead. It's more Mm -hmm. to do with understanding how to unlock all of these pieces that... Mm. You know, and maybe that's through conversations, maybe that's through reading books, maybe that's through doing the meditation and doing the reading. We're being guided every single day with these opportunities that are outside of our control. We just need to trust, move forward and keep moving. You're not just here to talk about these ideas, but you're also here to create these structures, whether that's one business, whether that's multiple businesses, but you're also here to add Things that people can purchase easily, so subscriptions, products, um, books, things that would help them um, connect. That's very interesting. <laughs> because that's something that comes to you natural, to ground these ideas, to ground them and create something yeah. in the physical world. And that's not something that, it's just this, it's just the strength that you have. And a person, a leader who has Capricorn in their sun sign is um, Jeff Bezos. And you can see with Amazon, this is a company that grounds these ideas and has created this structure that is very physical. Whatever structure it is that you focus on, resources, they would still need to be linked to the passion. Yeah. And so your existing identity, which is all about the subconscious mind and exploring the passion, it's all linked. Um, You're just using your instructions in a way, your 
earthly instructions, I like to call them, in a way that helps you make the, the most of what you're good at and what you're great at. It's very interesting uh, what, what you're saying there, and I'm smiling while we're talking about products and service, etc. I've got a few things behind the scenes, but as I keep saying to myself, it's, it's a journey. I'm not going to rush the process. I'll add on when it's ready to add on. It's scarily precise (laughs) again like I said uh, I used to be a skeptic um, and and now when evidence like this presents itself to you again and again and again and again it's it's common sense with logic and that you know this stuff can truly help one you know a, a person achieve what they what they believe that they want to achieve to make sure they're successful in, in their own right yeah, because this doesn't give you, you know, the the shortcut of you should be a banker or you should be a writer. This gives yeah. you a clue as to where to focus your attention or how to yeah. use the energies because these are, you know, energies that we work with every single day. We have the emotions that the water flowing. We we think about our ideas. If, if we are with a fixed mindset, this is our thinking. If we have the growth mindset, we bend the thinking a little bit like new in the matrix. Bend yeah. The- you don't bend the spoon, you bend your thinking. And that's, an, that's a reference to you changing your mindset about how you mm-hmm. think about life. Yeah. And spirituality, you know, if, if you were to invest a little bit more time in spirituality, it's not so that you can commit your whole life to it, but so that you can use whatever you've learned to your whole life. Because where people, especially the ones that are a little more skeptical, they think it's all or nothing. Uh, I think the path that a lot of people go down to when you look in spirituality, then you go down into quantum physics, quantum mechanics, quantum entanglement, and you you kind of see that it's pretty much the same thing. Once you start to just not listen to anyone, do your research, get peer-reviewed information, and then just make your own conclusion uh, around it and about it. And it's like, you know, it's I always say to people, you know, who, who like to be more neg- more negative it's just like okay well how's that working out for you yeah just but that's a lesson that they need to learn exactly. yeah every, everything is awesome. yeah and uh, yeah I, I i never ever say oh you should do this or you should do that it's just that person's choice on when they believe they want to stop lying to themselves and explore something else because the thing is like i said as i always say you know how's it working out for you if if you're not happy in your current position then as you've said you have to change your mind you have to change your thinking uh, and then other doors open for you my advice to anyone is you know just just be honest with yourself and if it's not working out try something different yeah it's okay to try exactly again. yeah versus you know doing the same thing again and again it's better than a, uh, a different result it's just not going to work one is not born to their purpose and i want to make that very clear one steps into their purpose and in order for you to step into your purpose there are so many things that you need to do but if you're a coach to be a leader, if you're a coach to serve, if you're a coach, with, if you start receiving ideas, if you start thinking, I can change something, you probably can, but you still need to do the work. Mm. There's so many things that leaders tend to forget about, especially when they get the title, when they get to the place of the, the role that they aspire to be, or if somebody gives them a leg up and they make it to the top. If you the, the day you stop investing in yourself is the day you start running on the old program, you start thinking from an outdated mindset. And the point of it is to keep showing up with the daily habits, with the growth mindset every single day. The positive attitude, that's a big, massive reset button that we have for free. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to choose to be grateful right now. 
resets the whole thing. The people you surround yourself with are going to be very crucial. Your role models, your network, the society that you're part of, because these are the people that you're going to invest your energy and they can either take that energy from you or they can boost it. They can help you Mm. infuse that energy and create something out of it. So you can do all of this work, but if you're surrounded by the wrong people, meaning people that are not aligned with the way that you think, with the way that you move, they're going to slow you down. They're going to try to pull you in different directions that are not aligned with your soul purpose. Energy vampires. (laughs) I didn't want to call them out like that. (laughs) Let's just call it out. For example, you can feel inspired to do something. I don't know, say say if you've got a passion for... uh, cupcakes and baking and you're like and then you go to your closest friend and you you know you tell them the news that oh, I'm going to start um, baking you know baking cakes and then the, the next friend they say well how are you going to do that you haven't got a shop yeah. oh you're working at the moment you've got a kid you've got this you've got this oh well you know you've never you've never sold any um, stuff before so your mood started here <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. the person's not purposely or not known purposely they've chipped it away bit by bit by bit by bit by bit and then zapped away all that energy that you had the inspiration that you had and to do something so sometimes when when you when you aspire to do something you may feel like you want to go and tell your best friend or your family but sometimes it's best just to keep it to yourself and just do it or let the results speak for yeah or if you do want to speak to someone about it, find someone that's or not someone, a group that's like-minded and that's going to help you achieve what you want to achieve. Because when you try and give someone your passion, your purpose, and they don't understand it, it's, again, the, the self-preservation side of it. They're only trying to protect you by saying these things. Yeah. You know, how, how boring is it if, if you don't, try something or try and do something you just live a mediocre life and, and again this is not them trying to well some in some cases it may be but in most cases they're not trying to pull you down they're just trying to protect you by letting you know what the possible negative possibilities could be but that's not always a good thing because we literally would not be speaking now when any of this technology if that person who created these created, platform, yeah exactly and um, was said no well no you know the, the internet's a fad for example <laughs> which which most people did say when the internet was coming out so you just need to look at anything and everything around you from cars to to planes to various different kind of technology and most people said the fad. you know when mobile phones were coming out this again was was told it's going to be fad and not going to stick around so i would say just have that in your thought to make sure you create uh, greatness and whatever opportunity you, you want to focus on. I think ultimately it comes down to people don't want to change the status quo and you starting your business, you mm. doing something great for yourself. It's not that the other person isn't happy for you. It just means things are going to change for them too, because you're connected. So the reaction that you're expecting when you're bringing that energy is the other person to meet you and you'd be like, woo. Yeah. And if it doesn't go that way, it's because the other person is like, but things are going to change. And that is on their, that's running in their subconscious mind. They're not actively thinking it. They just, there's like a, a command that's being sent to their subconscious mind, but things are going to change. And that's what we mm-hmm. see with innovations, but things yes. are going to change. And that's kind of like the default command that is being given to the subconscious mind. And if you haven't done the work, a lot of the early stages of the self-growth journey, you're going to default back to that 
primitive brain, but things are going to change. We must we must keep things protected to keep things the same. And nothing lasts forever. So we must learn to go with the flow and to grow every single day on our own. When we push ourselves, inspire ourselves, motivate ourselves to go on the self-growth journey and commit to it, we can truly go with the flow and make the most of the opportunities presented and the people around us. We can collaborate with them, support them because... Everyone that started, that has attempted to start something new, they felt the pressure of those that they trusted the most with, well, what if you fail? Most people always think that, what what, what happens if it doesn't work out? I always switch it now, but what happens if it works? Mm. What, happens, what happens if I'm successful? Yeah. What happens if this works out? What happens if everyone gets on board? What happens if my business is out there? What if it works is so, so powerful, whereas unfortunately most people default to the, 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 the reverse side of that. So if, if anyone is focused to, to doing something different, it's more about what, what if it works out versus the, the other negative response. So what would be one advice that you would give to aspiring career matchmakers or people going into the uh, recruitment industry? If anyone's looking to get into recruitment, I used to say it's, it's very simple, is you have to be curious. And what I mean by curious is the who, what, where, why, when. If you're the kind of person who speaks to someone and you want to learn more uh, and they, they tell you about something, it's like, oh, how did you get into that? When did you get into that? Why did you get into that? Who else does this? And if you're that kind of curious person, you, you don't need, because people think sales, you have to have the gift of the gab, you have to be, you know, sell, sell, and aggressive or very loud. You don't have to be. That, that is not, not the art of selling. The art of selling is, is good communication. So if someone is looking to, to get into a recruitment, it's, it's really simple. Be curious, be inquisitive, asking the right questions and looking for the right answers and looking for opportunities. So if you're someone that loves to look for opportunities and is is curious that is pretty much all, all you need sounds like um journalism background yeah it is it is because this is my training as a journalist you know it, who it, i want to the older yeah. way <laughs> and people say that recruiters are some of the best investigators because what do we do every single day we literally search that as our job every single day we're on anything from LinkedIn to Zing to different job boards, searching the who's, the where's, the what's, yeah. the when's. And we're looking for critique as well. We're looking to say, okay, have they actually worked at this company? Are they actually telling us the truth? Your CV says this, but your LinkedIn profile says this. Your dates don't match. So this is what I mean about the, the curious stuff. Yeah. And you're asking the person the question, okay, so you've said that you've you worked here for this time, but your LinkedIn profile says this. This doesn't match. Now, the curiosity gets and then you, you, you dive deeper with the questions and then you, you you know you start speaking to them about obviously just making sure we're, we're, we're honest and talking around that and letting them know the reason why there's no point lying on, on your CV because it's, you're going to get found out at the end. So you just dive a bit deeper into speaking with people and then especially obviously when you meet people face to face as well, it gives you a really good way to, to understand someone Anyone that's kind of in between careers, what would be the one guiding principle? Uh, in between careers as in can't find another job, open to work, or in between careers in terms of, right, they don't know what they want to do? Maybe more so the second people that are kind of missing a little bit on their spark and they're, and they're looking to get a bit of guidance from somebody who connects people with, with the right um, opportunities. Focus on what, what you're passionate about. Don't follow the money. 
um, that that will come. If you're someone that wants to, you know, a carer that wants to look after people, we all know when you, you know, when, if you're a carer, um, it doesn't pay the right amount of money. I believe what well, people should be paid for that in industry. But just follow follow your passion. You you never know what may come from from that career because just because you're doing something now doesn't mean that you're going to be doing it in 10, 15, 20 years. You, your focus may change or it may bring you to, into something else as well. But yeah, don't just follow the money. Yes, obviously money is important, etc. But happiness comes first, joy comes first and the rest will follow after that. Do what brings you joy and look after your health because... Obviously, money can help you sustain your health, but if in the pursuit of money you lose your health, you yeah. lost yourself because your health yeah. is the biggest priority. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time, Aaron. Thank you for your expertise, your ideas. I look forward to reading your entrepreneurial book uh, and your early entrepreneurial lessons from the sandwich business. Honestly, I think you were onto something even even in those days about. Big life lessons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting uh, what what you've gone through in life and you know, how it connects. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's miraculous. I'll leave with that word. It's miraculous. And the miracles are endless. <laughs> Indeed. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been it's been a pleasure.